Welcome to Embrace Disruption, a podcast series brought to you by Accenture. In each of these podcasts, we're diving into some of the key topics affecting the industry today. In this episode, Sarah Kruger, an Accenture leader specialising in the area of HR, culture and workforce, and Suzanne Gray, a human-centred designer and cloud technology change manager, talk about emerging trends and technologies, key challenges facing the Asia-Pacific financial sector, financial services opportunities, and how business leaders can capitalise to better prepare for the future of the industry. Hi, my name's Sarah Kruger. I look after our talent and organisation business for our financial services clients in Australia, which means that any changes that they're going through around their talent, their work forces or agile capability areas, I help them navigate those processes and changes. I'm Suzanne Gross. I work with Sarah with our financial services clients and I help them uh, navigate all of their workforce technology constraints to do with things like change management, uh, develop agile capability and training capability. So we'll be talking to you about existing, uh, current emerging trends that we see within financial services and their workforces, uh, key challenges that we see our clients facing and and the opportunities that opens up for the market. And we're gonna try and work through a few actions that you need to start thinking about for your businesses in the future. So Sarah, yes, shall we kick off? Yeah. What are you seeing as our our current challenges? So I think there's a number of things. Many of our financial services organisations have been sort of toying with or navigating how they go down the path of being agile. Many of them have worked in agile projects for a long time and they're now coming to the realisation that as an organisation they need to be agile and the behaviours need to be agile. So how do they navigate that and how do they work that in terms of the work that people do, how they work together, how hierarchies and all of those sorts of things operate and another area that they're facing challenges in is things like robotics automation artificial intelligence and what does that mean for their people Uh, a lot of people are obviously very apprehensive about that because they're worried about the fact that it will automatically mean job losses we don't believe it does mean job losses and we believe that it actually makes great opportunities for organizations as long as they get on the front foot which leads to the third challenge around getting on the front foot and being on the front foot in time this isn't something that's happening in five years 10 years 15 years it's here and it's here now so how do we reskill our workforce how do we reshape our workforce how do we put all of the systems and processes in place to be ready to effectively navigate the world in the new mm. one of the things that i'm seeing with all of the the agile ways of working is from a from a technology build perspective everyone gets it they understand how to release a product in an agile manner but from a business consuming that that seems to be the real blocker to make sure that we can consume in those bite-sized pieces it's interesting to see the way that cloud technology is starting to evolve that but from a business process adoption change perspective we're not quite there yet and then with the AI stuff, we've done some really good research around how much employees actually do want to start working with robotics. So it's, it's, so it's that perception change from leadership with, we think that their employees don't want to work with robots, but in actual fact, when you talk to the employees, they're gung-ho and ready to do it. Yes, which is a, a challenge that many organisations face across a lot of change areas, is leadership is often worried about whether employees are ready or whether they're reluctant to make the move, whether that be robotics, whether that be working in agile ways, whether that be the different types of work that people want to do. And it's often disconnected to actually what the people are looking for. Mm. And so what do you think that means for our financial services client and the opportunities that 
leveraging all of these capabilities can open up for them. I think one of the things that actually means is engage your employees in the process. There's a real opportunity here for asking them how they can help and also asking them where they feel in their role that robotics or artificial intelligence can actually help them because it's not about an entire job or an entire role. A lot of this stuff is around tasks and activities within those. So employees are often the best place to know in terms of their day-to-day work, Mm. what are the things that they could really use the help for. One of the things that we did internally within our own operations organisation, as an example, is we said to them, if you can automate your job or if you can automate components of your job, we will promote you. And it's amazing how you actually get them engaged and they're helping you identify all of the opportunities, the improvements and the enhancements. And there's more work to come. And as long as you reskill them effectively, mm. the world is your oyster from an organisational growth perspective. Yeah. I think that comes back to the right incentives as well. So make sure you're incentivising your KPIs a link to where you see your company in the future and where that future skill set is. The other interesting thing is, you know, when we talk skill set of the future and employees of the future, it's less about what is their experience, but more about their adaptability and their capability to consume information and and change the way that they work today from tomorrow. I don't know what the number is, but it's a ridiculous number of new jobs that will be opening up in the future, which is always fascinating. And and to your point about reskilling, if we're not reskilling our workforce, then we're going to have the shortage pool if we don't invest now. Yes, and most of our workforce is able to be reskilled. Mm. We sometimes think they're not. Most of our workforce have actually adopted technology in a way in their personal lives that we forget how easily that can translate into a work sense. Yeah, we often bucket people into age groups, don't we, in terms of their adaptability and able to consume technology readily enough. And quite often we think an ageing workforce can't consume technology. And one of the adages you're, you're always saying is, social media, older women, mothers and grandmothers, are the biggest consumers of social yep. social technology. Yep. And then you've got, what, what do you see the impacts of the upcoming, so I think we've done millennials to death and, and what that means for a workforce, but it's the, the next culture down, the next age group down. Gen Z are now just starting to hit the workforce and depending on whether you employ students primarily out of universities or schools. If you take them out of schools, they're already in your workforce. If you take them out of universities, they're starting to hit now. So that is the next generation that's coming through. They do have similarities in terms of millennials, in terms of the types of things that they want to do and the the fact that they want to grow and learn and constantly be sort of pushed in terms of the limits. They are the, the device generation. They are the ones who, as very, very young children, had a device, a phone or something in their hand. So they really, truly are the digital generation it's a part of the way they think and act and and therefore it's going to be a part of the way they do their work and what opportunities do you think those new employees will open up to our financial services clients i think one of the advantages for financial services clients is that these these guys actually do want to work for big organizations and big corporates so you'll be able to capture this generation who wants to do different roles and is willing to move to very different parts of the organization and do things differently mm-hmm. which is a little bit different to the millennials who all wanted to be in a startup or a very small organization yeah. Yeah. these guys as long as they're learning and growing are more likely to want to be in a big organization maybe not to the same extent that the Gen Xs and the baby boomers, mm. but definitely in terms of th- there's a move back towards the corporate or the professional organisation yeah. that financial services can really take advantage of 
if they can help that group understand what is the value in a bank and what is a bank doing for society or what is an insurer doing mm. for society. And I think for organisations, it'll be about capturing that message and helping potential employees understand that because they do want to do something for society. And a bank does something for people. It gives people security. Mm. An insurer gives people protection. How do we enhance that message and, and tell the good in what these organisations do? Great. And so just to sum it all up, what are the what are the three things that you think people should walk away from Cybos going straight to with, with their workforces and, and looking to employ or adapt? So I think the three things that they need to do is get on the front foot, mm -hmm. understand the types of areas that they think can be supported by AI, robotics, automation, and then start reskilling their workforce now. That is going to take a massive investment. It has to be done now, and if you wait, it'll be too late. You need to think about actually rethinking work. What, it, what are the components of tasks and activities that need to be broken down? Where does that work need to be done? Who does it need to be done by? Is it a machine or is it a human? How is that human engaged in your organisation? Because it's not necessarily the traditional employee construct. It's in, and it's engaging your employees on that process and getting on the front foot with that now, being transparent, being open and getting them involved. I think some of the things that they can start to think about. There are also other conversations and I know there's a talk at Cyboss that I think Andrew Wolf is delivering about the future of work and things like that. So go and get sort of a deeper dive in terms of that topic and you can take that back to your organisation as well. Or come and have a chat to us at our stand over at Cyboss. Thank you to our guests Sarah Kruger and Suzanne Gray, who will be available at the Accenture exhibition at Cyboss in Sydney from October 22 to 25. For more details, visit accenture.com slash You've been listening to Embrace Disruption, a podcast series brought to you by Accenture.